My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And today, we are celebrating Jesse's birthday. Woo! Another year. This is my, oh God, third birthday in the new COVID land. Oh, rough. Rough. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm one of those lucky people who go, yeah. you know. You got, you got the, the front start. end of it too. Yeah. 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 Womp. Uh, womp, womp. But, but we're gonna do something fun. We're gonna talk about one of Jesse's favorite groups because that's yeah. what we do for people's birthdays. We talk about whatever they want to talk about. And <laughs> this year for Jesse's birthday, we're gonna talk about the longest running girl group in K-pop. That's right. We're talking about brown eyed girls. So I'm going to hand it over to Jesse to take it away because she is the expert. Uh (laughs) I'm not the well, the expert expert. out of the four of us. (laughs) But we'll try to give you a a condensed um, and highly summarized uh, version tale of their history and all the information that you need to know about this really long running girl group who debuted 16 years and 12 days ago. That's a lot. Wow. <laughs> so, Rana Girls has kind of a unique origin story and kind of in my opinion, the reason the group is still together to this day is because of this origin story. Because unlike other K-pop groups, they did not form because of the company. They formed because of a member. So, their leader, Gia, uh, was the central person in creation of the group and helped personally pick all the members. Narsha went to high school with Gia, so she knew her from there and asked her to join the group. And then Miro was actually a well-known rapper. She was part of the popular hip-hop group Honey Family, and so Gia knew her through the music. And she personally asked Miro to join and she accepted. Guyan was a little bit different. Uh, she was asked to audition for Nega Network, their uh, company, by one of the company's composers after she failed an audition for the music show Let's Coke Play Battle Chinois, which is very... <laughs> That's a title. Really, That's a title. <laughs> K-pop. <laughs> um, so she... Failed that um, and then was asked to join the company and then all the members asked her to join the group. And that's how we got the the final four. They also had a fifth member. Uh, Her name was Yori. Uh, She trained with them for a little bit before they debuted, but the record label thought that she had a more rock-like sound and she was pulled from the group before they debuted. So That's fair. Yeah. So the group actually spent three years training and performing in small concerts under the names Crescendo and Dark Angel before officially releasing their debut album, Your Story, on March 2nd, 2006. Their debut was in 2006 uh, as an R&B ballad group. For the debut, they chose to remain faceless, not appearing in their music videos for the title track, Come Closer, nor in any print to focus uh, the group as a vocal group. The album did okay. They didn't gain as much traction as they had hoped, but it was well-received by critics. They then re-released the album with a new song, Hold the Line, which became fairly popular 
uh, partly because it was used for the dance game, Pump It Up, which... Oh, Pump It Up! <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> I definitely didn't hear it because I wasn't on Pump It Up. <laughs> that was Je later. Je if you're not aware, Jesse was a, was a big Pump It Up kid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when you don't have DDR at your album or at your arcade... Pump it up is the next uh, option. The, the poor, the poor man's DDR. Because at that time, <laughs> yeah. that was early when you know those games weren't on any video console. That's how mm -hmm. old I am. Mm -hmm. Anyways, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're not going to talk about. You're seasoned, that. okay? You're well aged. <laughs> I'm seasoned. You're well aged um, like a nice wine. Don't worry about it. Sure. <laughs> Um, so after a bit of a break, they released a second album called Leave Miss Kim on September 6, 2007. At the time, Brown Eyed Girls was still the R&B ballad group. But the problem was that when they were training and when they started, that was kind of the music scene. Then that was what like was really popular in the music scene. Um, but the music scene kind of started to change at this point and shift more dance and EDM type mm. music, which was unfortunate for them because they were doing all this R&B stuff. Also, the album had the unfortunate timing of being released around the same time as a little unknown song by this little unknown group called the Wonder Girls called Tell Me. Womp, womp, <laughs> womp, womp. Womp. It, I'm lying to you. It Tell Me became a huge, like, huge hit for Wonder Girls, like a massive hit. Um, so it was dominating the charts, which meant that they kind of fell to the wayside. The critics really liked it, but they just couldn't gain really any commercial success with it. So for their first EP, L-O-V-E, the group decided to change their sound and shift more to that kind of dance trend. Still keeping their R&B and ballad stuff because they are a vocal group and they wanted to keep that. Mm -hmm. um, but it did end up being the right choice um, because the single L-O-V-E got them to number one on the charts and on music shows and became a huge hit in 2008. On July 20th, 2009, they released their third album, Sound G, which contained the song that everyone now knows them most for, Abracadabra. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that like everybody listening, mm -hmm. this is the group or the song that you know for their group. The song continued their shift away from their original style and concepts with a significant image change to a more mature look described as independent city girls. I don't personally know what that sure. is. But I, know what fashion. <laughs> I mean, um, all right, I guess. Yeah, that fashion I, of independent that's a, I mean, that's a description. I don't know. <laughs> 2009 South Korea, that could be exactly what city girls look like. So, Maybe. who am I to judge? I, I don't we don't know. <laughs> it drew in a lot of criticism because mostly the music video was very, very risque and mm. also the lyrics were pretty risque as well which was part of their change because they wanted to go into this more mature concept. Uh, but it became a huge hit for them. Like one of like the <laughs> fastest growing songs like ever in Korean history for not only the song, but the dance as mm -hmm. well. The dance became so like weirdly popular. I, weirdly. It's a bad still, word, I mean, it, they'll play the song and suddenly, and people are just like, yeah, no, you can still to this day find no people like, it's you know, hilarious. like idols making little things like based on it. And it yeah, like, yeah. it's just like something that everybody knows them for. So they really like hit really big in terms of like having a song that was just like on its own going to be like massive and then throwing in the dance and then throwing in the, in, like the, you know, images of the, the music video itself, which had like two of the members when was kissing, they were like fighting over one guy. It's like 
BDSM dominatrix yeah. bombs. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty wild. It's, it's a video wild ride. For the time. <laughs> yeah, like, watched like everybody should. They also kind of repackaged that album a little bit later and added a couple of new songs. Um, most importantly, "Sign," which also became pretty big too. That's the one with um, the music video has Rodak Juan. I think that's his name. The guy that's in God's Quiz. You know, a bunch of other things. Kingdom and things like that. August of 2010 is when they debuted in Japan. Uh, they also spent some time focusing on individual projects for the next two years, coming back with their fourth album, Hot Shot, at the end of 2011. The title was Six Sense, which won on M Countdown and Inkigayo. Immediately after they wrapped the Six Sense promotions, they put out another repackage album because they really like doing repackage albums and added the single Cleansing Cream, which is a, more of their R&B ballads. If you've seen the music video, Isam, the actress, is mm -hmm. in it. Very young Isam, but yeah. <laughs> she's fairly young now, they, too. They got, so. they, got a lot of, they got a lot of actors that appear in their yes. music videos. So Yeah. <laughs> And then they released their fifth album, Black Box, uh, in July of 2013, and followed that in October with Miro and Narsha forming a subunit called M&N uh, with a self-composed song, Tonight. And then in 2014, they released a Greatest Hits album. In 2015, in September, Gia, Narsha, and Miro left Nega Network and signed on to Mystic Entertainment under their sub-label A-pop. Gaian was already there. She actually signed in 2013 and they released their first album with the company which is their sixth album total called basic and the album was well received by critics kind of citing that the group had found their voice they promoted brave new world off the album first and then they followed it up with a retro pop song called warm hole which caused another <laughs> stir i mean they've been consistently causing yeah. like controversies yeah. because of their music videos for a little bit they're just sporadic like in sign like members are playing and like cleansing cream like you know isam's character spoiler isam's character kills her sister it's like they're, it's crazy um <laughs> but wormhole is kind of what you think it is yeah <laughs> it is not a euphemism it is not no. a subtle no, song or video no, it is not it's in any way yet somehow some way it was allowed on music shows so yeah <laughs> they did something <laughs> maybe they paid off someone or at that time like well like the the person song, it, it does it does make so. you wonder if it was released like today how the networks would handle that if they would still be like sure or if they would I like i don't know it's like well i don't know they wouldn't so even let somebody on. give her dancer a, a, a gentle lap dance yeah. i don't i don't think i don't yeah i don't see yeah. them I mean, like, this one you know for the like actual dance there wasn't really anything big on that so that might be the reason that they got through it because the dance didn't do anything it was just the the lyrics but it's not even like the suggestive stuff was just in the English lyrics. It was in both. Yeah, it was hmm. It was pretty um, suggestive. And they're in like Playboy Bunny like outfits or inspired <laughs> outfits. I, you know but, what? They did what they do best, I guess. Yeah. With their they, <laughs> but but I will say, they went with it. in recent years, like, you know, that group NOM and OM? Mm -hmm. Like they've been on a couple of music shows and I'm like, That's wow. True. And they're in that outfit and they're doing things. Yeah. So 
I mean, I guess also at this point, they're probably like, it's brown eyed girls. So just let them do what they want. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, I, think, I think it also helps that they're not 16 year olds doing yes. this. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, very yeah. true. They're very adult true. women yeah. doing adult women things. Uh huh. I mean, the song did fairly well. A lot of critics really liked it and thought it was like it's a like- really great, like, fun song. And it really fit their kind of like, they started to really kind of be in this like, brown eyed girls like retro r&b but still have like dance kind of injected into it like land so i think guess it got just really popular it's a catchy tune it really is it is so in 2019 they came back with an album called revive which is an album where they did covers of various popular songs um throughout the generations I think the earliest song on the album is from a person from the 90s and then onward up. Uh, it's a really cool album. It's like a variety of different styles and stuff. And they really did take like a good spin on the original song to make it kind of their own Brown Eyed Girls. They've also released uh, some solo stuff since then. And they re- released the single Snowman on January 2nd, 2020. So we haven't heard from the group since then. But they've 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 often done like multiple years between comebacks. Yeah, they're, so well, they're they're true. known for two years in between. That's what the, what they wanted to do. It's two years in between, um, so that they can focus on other things. The but the revive was more than two years too. So, you know, which I mean, if you're into western music two years between albums is very yeah, very normal albums. it's not like you know single albums yeah. or anything like that yeah. k-pop yeah. really spoils us for <laughs> yeah. the time yeah. between comebacks yeah so. and like you know doing those you know albums that are only like eight songs long that's not really what they're doing for most of their mm-hmm. songs so they won several awards most of it for abracadabra that like abracadabra really was the kind of standout song from their repertoire that won a lot um but they did win stuff like uh melon music awards uh 2009 top 10 artists award mnet's asian music awards for best female group in 2009 soul music awards new artist award in 2006 that sort of thing and they've won in total 12 music show wins as i said before the first music show win was on music bank for love mm-hmm. but uh, L-O-V-E got three in total, six cents, got them four, and Abracadabra got them five, which is actually pretty good for a group that's, like, kind of in the, like, they were doing those award shows at that time, but they're kind of, like, more in their infancy at that mm. stage, they first debuted, so it's not like they're as popular and as, like, a huge thing as they are now. Some extra miscellaneous info about the group. Uh, they decided to name themselves Brown-Eyed Girls instead of keeping the crescendo or Dark Angel uh, because the company at the time had the R&B vocal group Brown-Eyed Soul, who are great if you have not listened to them. Yeah, they're, they're very good. Um, but they thought that it would be fun for them to be kind of promoted as like the female version of them, which in terms of music that they were doing at the time – it was the female version, but they never really marketed them that way. So it kind of just, I don't know, I guess it just failed through. I didn't actually go and research to see when Brown Eyed Soul left the company. So I don't know if it like they left the company fairly close afterwards mm-hmm. or whatever. But that's why they're Brown Eyed Girls. Uh, they're 
fandom name is everlasting or for everlasting with like the number four, meaning four members are unified to make brown eyed girls last together with their fans forever. Cute. It's cute. <laughs> wow. And as so far, accurate. Very true. Uh, and black and yellow are their colors. Um, they have worked with like a bunch of people. They're very well known in the industry. They also, the members do their own music as well. Mm -hmm. But there's two people that they've kind of like been significantly working with. And they both happen to be females, which is one of the best things about Brown Eyed Girls. They're very female centric in everything that they do, even in production side. They have a lyricist that they work with a lot. Her name is Kim Ana. So she's done most of the like top songs like L-O-V-E, Abracadabra, Sign, Sixth Sense. She also works with IU a lot for like a good majority of her songs. So you might know her from her work from there. And then also director Huang Sua basically did most of their major uh, music videos, including Abracadabra, mm. and has done um, Gans and Narsha's solo music videos as well. So they, they keep them their back pocket when they're working with stuff consistently throughout the years which i think is really cool so now i'll give a little bit of extra info to the members just so you can get a sense of who they are as individual people so we first we have gia who is the leader main vocalist she was born in september 18th 1981 she made her solo debut in 2013 with the album just gia uh, she started composing songs for the group with their second album uh, she is often credited under the name Candy Sound. So if you see that anywhere, that's her. Um, she has written 27 songs for Brown Eyed Girls and herself and numerous art artists uh, such as Weekly's Butterfly, April's Feeling, B184's Be My Girl, just to name a few. She has released the one EP, 16 singles, has been in 16 OSTs, and had two other charted songs. Uh, as of August of last year she is no longer with mystic entertainment but i haven't found if she's joined anything else or if she's just kind of a free agent she has like released something she worked on uh ailey's last song so she's done work i don't know if she's like on in another company or what i couldn't find it if it's anywhere but one of the things that i found that was like really interesting about gia so Gia has a lot of dogs. She adopts a lot of dogs. And there was one time she went to Jeju Island with her dogs for like a trip. And she saw how happy and excited they were being able to like run around in a lot of space mm. and like around the island and stuff. And so she decided to permanently move to Jeju Island for her dogs. Oh, very sweet. <laughs> Queen. I know. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so next we have Miro, who's the main rapper. She was born November 2nd, 1981. As I kind of stated before, she was part of the hip-hop group Honey Family. She joined after being featured on a song in 2000. 2000. <laughs> I wanted to say, like, more, but... I, <laughs> and at the time was their only female rapper. If you don't know much about Honey Family, it was formed by... so. Taiji and the boys Ijo No in 1999 and they disbanded in 2012 but they're pretty well known underground hip-hop group and had like a lot of people that kind of came through and did like either specials or worked with them in some capacity if you're a big fan of Running Man you know Gary he's mm -hmm. part of a duo called Isang 
Yep. They both were in Honey Family. So Miro actually worked with Gary a bit for some of the okay. songs. She participated in the group's second album and then worked on some of the other worked helped work on some of the other members' songs before she joined Brown Eyed Girls. She was the only female producer and judge for the first season of the rap competition show, Show Me the Money, where she mentored Cheetah. And then she made her solo debut on February 1st, 2012 with her EP, Miro, a.k.a. Joe Honey. She also is a composer. As of June 2021, she is number 18 on Comcast's top most copyrighted K-pop idols list with 97 songs. And that wow. also makes her yeah. the female on that list. She is number one. Good <laughs> for her. job. Yeah. Good for her. She has released for herself one EP, 11 singles, and then she had five other charting songs. She does credit her mom as like her main reason she got into music because her mom was a music teacher and always had music and classical music on like at the house when they were like around. And that's how she got like really big into music was because of her mom. So I thought that was really cool. So we have Narsha. She's the lead vocalist slash lead dancer. She's born December 28th, 1981. Made her solar debut on July of 2010 with the single I'm in Love. Uh, she also made her acting debut the following year in the drama Light and Shadows. She is the member with the most acting and variety credits to her name. And she's kind of also involved in other years of productions. She's done some directing work and that sort of thing. She is also the only Brown and Girls member who's married. She got married in 2016. Good for her. Yeah, she has released mm -hmm. one EP, nine singles, and two OSTs. And she's currently at I don't know how you pronounce it. S T E I T Entertainment. Stay it. Like, stay it. Stay Yeah. yeah. Okay. Depends on whether it's German or it's. Okay. And then finally, we have Guyan, who is got the most stuff to her name out of mm -hmm. the group, really. But she's also has the most amount of titles in the group. So she's main dancer, vocalist, visual, face, and mock name. <laughs> she's doing it all. She's doing it doing all. Doing it all. Uh, she was born September 20th, 1987. So Go all the, the other members are all 81 liners, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so she's, she's the only 87. That, mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. All the jokes that they had, like on that one, epi on that yeah. one episode of Knowing Brothers, where they're like, we did everything but breastfeed her. We were like her other mothers. And she was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's a story about how like they did this, they had a pact where if you were late, you would have to pay a certain amount for every minute that you were late. And she was always late. So that was the reason why she always paid for their dinners all the time because she was always late. And they're like, oh. we don't know why. She just kept on being late, even though she knew she was going to have to like feed us. Listen, maybe she secretly liked mm -hmm. feeding them. Maybe. That could mm -hmm. be it. I laughed at the one little clip that I watched where she's talking with them all and i think it was a christmas one or something and she's like she's like oh bunnies like this is your last christmas in your 30s well she's done a, a bunch of stuff like she's just really lucky like she didn't pass the audition at that one place, but she still got like a bunch of different things. Like it's kind of ridiculous. So in 2006, this was before she debuted with Brown Eyed Girls. 
Uh, she performed a duet with SG Wannabe's leader Kim Young Jun with the song Must Have Love, which became so popular that it was her first number one before she even had debuted with BAG. Wow. She also worked before debuting with BAG with a number of artists like JYP, like JYP, JYP, um, <laughs> Yana from Four Minute, Yui from After School, members from Car and Eric Mun from Shenhua. Uh, she made her official solo debut on October 2010 with the EP Step 2-4 that peaked at number two on the Gone Weekly Albums chart, and the title track Irreversible became her first solo number one hit. She is most known, besides her work in Brown Eye Girls, uh, for her appearance on a show called We Got Married. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what We Got Married is, it's a crazy reality show. We Got Married is... <laughs> Every time I descend into depression, I inevitably find myself watching We Got Married. It is comforting, but, like, not. Horrific. Like, with every episode, I feel myself getting further from the light of God. You know? Stop (laughs) watching it. It's it's not around anymore, thankfully, because I (laughs) think generation would not be good. Uh, But essentially what they do is they take celebrities there it's a variety of different people it could be idol it could be comedian it could be actor and they pair them together in a fake marriage and so they just like follow them around in their fake marriage and they have to like basically pretend like they they hold legitimate weddings and then they get divorced at the end it is a wild ride it is a wild ride (laughs) and so she got on on the second season and was paired with 2am's joe kwan and the couple became super popular like one of the most popular like couples of this show and so one of the things that you need to know about like the we got married is they also name the like couples like they have like specific name for them so they were first known as the adam eve couple because they didn't have a lot of experience in relationships so they were just like (laughs) basically the two's first (laughs) But the the fandom changed it, and the fandom is still active to this day. There are Facebook groups. I, like, saw them. They're very popular to this day, you know, what, 12 years later? I don't even know. And they're now kind of known as just, like, the Adam couple, because Adam is close to sounding like a Korean word that means little and small, and they're both, like, little and small, so that's why they call them the Adam couple. Because of the their popularity, and also because they're both seniors, uh, they released a single called We Fell in Love, which became her most successful song. <laughs> but Rough. it was composed by Gia. Nice. Oh, we kind of work on it together. Uh, she has done some acting. She debuted with the 2009 movie Closer to Heaven. And she has the most solo releases out of anyone in the group. With six EPs, 18 singles... 20 other charting singles, and over 10 collabs. I wanted to talk a little bit about the the fifth member that never got debuted uh, because I kind of feel bad for her not <laughs> debuting. Like, I understand why she wasn't, but mm-hmm. there's not, like, a lot of much about her because she's not very popular, so there's not, like, a wiki or anything, so I had to kind of dig deep mm-hmm. for stuff. Um, so... Yori was born October 3rd, 1987, so she would have been with gun in the 87 line if she had stayed so she left the group to become the lead singer in the rock band sprinkler which was one of the bands that nega network 
created, but they never reached popularity uh, and disbanded after one album, mostly because Brown Eyed Girls started getting big too. So the company kind of shifted over to Brown Eyed Girls success. But she did end up recording a lot of the vocal guides for Brown Eyed Girls, which then kind of made her push her to like decide to do some solo work. So she officially debuted with the single Excuse Me in 2010 and then didn't really go anywhere from that uh, until she decided to join Mnet's competition show Voice of Korea for its first season in 2012. She kind of gained some popularity from that, at least a little bit of notoriety. And then after the show, she released her first EP in 2013. Um, she is actually most known for, and what you can find most of her work in is uh, OSTs. Uh, she's been in a ton of OSTs, even like very recently. Like uh, she's on a couple of the songs from The Veil, which oh. was a K-drama that was last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, You Are My Spring, Confession. She did a couple of the songs from Strangers from Hell. Oh. Um, her latest single is Light Painting, which she released November of last year. Uh, she also appeared on Sing Again, which if you mm. listen to our Emu Jin episode, you know the that competition you know, all show. All about that show. She didn't go very far. And I, I did find some scandals. Like, I think she's, like, kind of wrapped up in a bullying scandal. But it seemed weird. You know, it was around the time of the bullying things. And I couldn't really find much about it. So I don't know if it's true or not. So whatever. Um, but she's most uh, known for her unique voice. So if you listen to like any of the songs, like all the OST stuff is on Spotify, you'll understand why pretty clearly she wasn't part of Brown Eyed Girls. Because yeah. her voice does not match. Mm. Um, she's got this like, how do I describe it? She's got like, it's really interesting and really cool. But it's like more of like a nasally, almost like really good for traditional Korean music voice. Mm. Kind of that like, she, you could tell she... Or probably does that, you know, the, what is the, the traditional Korean music where it's kind of like yodeling? That's sorry. No, like the yodeling. Isn't that what it's called? I'm pan sorry. Sorry, pan sorry. Oh, pan sorry. I heard pan. I'm sorry. And I was no, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just retelling it. No, yeah, pan, I was like, like, isn't it called pan sorry or something it, like that? Yeah, it might be. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Don't take, yeah. don't take my word for it. Um, just the word came to my brain and I was like, say it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but the, like, so she has that kind of really unique voice. It's very cool. So I, I definitely think everybody should check her out. Mm. Uh, find it's good her. that she's booked and yeah. busy. Yeah, she seems like she's really popular in OST work. So that is kind of the basic information for Brownie Girls and the members. I don't know. Do we want to like kind of the first impressions like when you first heard about Brown Eyed Girls? Because I know we are all different like stages of Brown Eyed Girls knowing about them. And kind so, of just like maybe revelations you found in re researching them so, for this yeah, episode. The, the, the first time I heard of Brown Eyed Girls wasn't even brown-eyed girls it was the 2 p.m 2 a.m <laughs> cover of abracadabra yes. um which if you don't know what it is it is the most cursed video <laughs> <laughs> it's not cursed it's great it's, it's, it's like so fun comedic way like good cursed like meme memeably cursed yesterday i showed my husband the abracadabra music video and then i showed that video and he just <laughs> laughed and laughed and, you know he doesn't contextually know anything that's going oh. on but he thought it was hilarious it's, oh 
Fantastic. It's so good. And interestingly, I'd actually heard uh, Gaian's solo music before I heard any Brown Eyed Girls hmm. stuff. Hmm. So like uh, Paradise Lost, uh, that's the earliest one I remember, like just consciously being like, oh yeah, I really like, I really like this one. I should check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was a dumbass and didn't know her name was Guyan. And I was like, oh, yes, this interesting artist with the stage name Gain. For the longest time, me t- even doing this, I was like, no, that's not right. But I can't. <laughs> that yeah, my brain wants to say, yes, Gain. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I think for me, I ran across Abracadabra pretty early on when mm-hmm. I was trying to just see what K-pop was. And so Abracadabra was definitely on my radar. And I feel like another one of their songs I kind of knew about for quite some time. And then I feel like it was a couple years ago. I wish I could go find like the records of it because I don't remember if it was in messages or... I remember. Through a tweet. But like, I guess it was more than two years ago now because it was way before the pandemic. So like it was a while back. (laughs) In the Uh, the old days, the before times. Before pandemic. Um... YouTube just kind of like somehow I wound up watching more Brown Eyed Girls videos and I was like, oh my gosh, Brown Eyed Girls are awesome. Like I was <laughs> been like bugging Jesse about it. So I was like, they're just amazing. I like I remember like specifically you being like, oh, warm hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, like your first like <laughs> introduction to Warmhole. She's like, uh, uh, I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> video and then suddenly it takes a turn well, and when you're used to euphemisms right like you're mm-hmm. expecting there to be a euphemism and it's just no straight euphemism. up nope here no, it is no euphemisms. Like, whoa okay all right you know, i really actually like that though because they're like we're grown women if we want to sing yeah. a song about our vaginas listen yeah. wormhole walked so wop could run you know <laughs> like, exactly and yeah. like Technically, from the very beginning, from when they debuted, they were considered older mm-hmm. idols. So there's never been a time when they were like really young. Like, yeah, even which is so nice. Like, was like it is, 20s? and to see how like long running they are. Yeah, so you know, it's the just rest like of them were like 25, 26 when they yeah debuted, weren't they? Like they were grown. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were grown already. I mean, not that they they never really had like any sort of cutesy. No, like no. you know style or anything like that um but they really kind of were like you know what i'm just gonna lean whatever you already call us old so might as well, might as well be <laughs> just old. do whatever we want to it's like we're gonna be old then i just yeah. <laughs> just that one episode of a weekly idol where they're like most of uh, the average age of most girl idol groups is 18 and 19 the average age of this idol group is 33 and a half and then from across the stage you just hear 32 and a half <laughs> 32 and a half <laughs> Welcome. When, when did you first run into them amanda i don't know like i didn't feel like i knew i knew of them Right. Like it's pretty hard to be in K-pop at all and not know of them. But I didn't really feel like I knew Brown Eyed Girls until we started talking about doing this episode. And I started to. But then it was like, as you're listening, you're like, oh, yeah, I know that song. Mm -hmm. And I know that song. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, just when you're just looking at a playlist, you see the word abracadabra and your hips start going. Right. You know, like it's all subconsciously in there. So I don't like I don't 
ever remember consciously going, oh, wow, brown eyed girls. But it feels like they were just kind of always there at yeah. the, the presence of the, yeah, the K pop <laughs> experience. I really think that's because of Abracadabra being so mm -hmm. popular and so like beloved by idols that you're constantly being shown yes. people like do the dance and be into and it. And then just on like Twitter and stuff, you know, there's always those like this day in K-pop or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's just always them. There's always a day for <laughs> like for brown eyed yeah. girls. So yeah. about you, Jesse, when did you first um think? I think it was Abracadabra was the first music video that I saw from them. But mm -hmm. I do remember, like, the first time that I started to, like, really look at them. I watched that Beatles Code with EXO because mm -hmm. I was also in, a, like, an EXO spiral at that point. And so then I, got, I was like, oh, yeah, it's them. And then I kind of, like, started to look into them more. But, I mean, like, I like them. But I never really gave them the chance. Mm -hmm. And that's why I picked them for this episode. Because I really wanted like a be like solid, like we can listen mm. to all our music multiple yeah. times and like really kind of deep dive into their history. Yeah, yeah. If you've never seen it, there's like this uh talk show called Beatles Code that used to be on. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. They all have like Beatles really bad wigs on. It's it's not the <laughs> best like show no. to watch now. No. It's you know, Korean men being Korean men, but yes. um, they do an episode where it's brown eyed girls and some of the members of EXO. And this is like when EXO was like debuting, like had just debuted because they're still like going by like all their powers. Yup. And they're <laughs> they very young. still kind of do that. Yeah. No, but I mean, this is like them like having to be like shy and like quiet because they don't want to say anything because like these are like everybody in this room is like, Mm -hmm. like higher than they ever could be at that point you know that sort of thing and it's fun because brown eyed girls kind of mess with them a little bit <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem like the type that would yes. yeah there's like this yeah. like whole part because they kind of did this thing where they like the show morphed the two of their stuff together to try to find like conspiracy theories and like really creepy stuff that like matched with them so like they matched like sixth sense with like mm. something from EXO and like they just like jammed it together and then like this whole thing and like they talk about like ghosts and stuff. There's one point they're like talking to Dio and he's like talking about how he, he's only like gotten stage fright because he messed up uh, one of the award shows or something like that. And then like they, the hosts are like, so which member is the least sexy in, in brown eyed girls? And he was like, and they're like, you are afraid of something. <laughs> and, and he's just like but it being cute means good right and you can see he's kind of struggling he's like, please, please don't do this to me <laughs> did you find anything in like researching stuff that you really liked like variety wise or anything or get a chance to i enjoyed watching the um I think her YouTube channel is crazy grace or something mm. an interview with Miro mm -hmm. and um and that, I just thought that one was really good. Like it, it gave me a lot more insight into Miriam. Yeah, and, yeah. You know that um, her experience, especially like more now. It's not super recent, but mm -hmm. that concept of being older in the industry and not really mm -hmm. knowing, you know, she's kind of going through a bit of a midlife crisis. Like I don't know if this is what I want anymore. Mm -hmm. I've had mm -hmm. things, and I, 
you know, she talks about marriage and children and how she'd like to have those things, but she doesn't. And there's nobody to do that with right now. So like, what else do you do? And, you know, and she talked a lot about um, her time on um, Unpretty Rap Star, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that crazy was also on Unpretty She was on that same season. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because like, crazy was like, oh, yeah, like it, it was you know, you guys had so much confidence and you didn't need to win because you were already stars. And um, Nero's like, no, like we needed to win more because we had so much more to lose, right? Like yeah. if I mm-hmm. lose, it looks bad, right? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I didn't even think of it that way. And she's like, yeah, like I was just trying to survive, literally trying to survive. I was so mm-hmm. focused. I went down the rabbit hole, like trying to figure out their like interpersonal dynamics a little mm-hmm. bit more Be- because it is, it, it's different. They're just very straightforward. Like as they far are. as like a, a good example, you can see it showcased on the knowing bros episode, the most recent knowing bros episode mm-hmm. that they were on, which I mm-hmm. think was back in 2019. Um, but you know, a lot of K-pop groups are very, Oh, we're like sisters. I mean, they actually do say that still, but they're not weird about it. And they mm-hmm. they're like, no, nah, this is a bit of the business yeah. relationship. They talk about the distance, kids. the distance yeah. they keep between themselves mm-hmm. and how they really don't even know each other that intimately at this at this point. I mean, it sounds like when they were earlier on, they because of how they spoke about like kind of raising guy and a little yeah. bit of stuff. It sounds like just kind of out of necessity and probably yeah they definitely did the like kind of dorm Mm -hmm. life in the very beginning of their career but yeah they definitely take the approach of this is a career and these are my co-workers and i like them as co-workers and general fans but i don't feel like the need to have to go farther just to pretend and to Mm -hmm. be on we saw that some too when we were doing a pink and I wonder mm-hmm. if it's a bit more of the generational thing too. Like if the, the older so. gens treated it more as a job and there was a little bit less of the, maybe the fan mm-hmm. involvement or something. That well, way. it makes you kind of wonder, like they still created content back then for their groups, obviously, because yes. there's yeah. a heck ton of stuff, but they weren't doing the constant daily mm. social media thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think like social media and maybe V Live and having that constant like doing yeah, live pressure. streams all the time, that kind of thing, I think shifted the w- dynamics of K pop idols to have to be very, very friendly. Like mm-hmm. overly, these are like my mm-hmm. best friends. When before you didn't have that, you had like people who are good with each other because they were good at being entertainers with each other and, you know, being on yeah. stars like, you know, the gold, star golden bell or any of the kind of like older variety shows and reality shows. But besides like, you know, we got married where you're like having to have that, like kind of like fucking relationship. Oh. <laughs> um, My do. life is cursed <laughs> by we got married. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't have to be like what, idols have to be now mm-hmm. so i think that they just kind of like that's a product of that and i think that's also a reason why they're still together too yeah right so like it, it it definitely when they were kind of talking about that it makes sense that they're able to last over 16 years mm-hmm. because you know 
we're coworkers and this is what we do. And even, even when they would like, they kind of joke about like our teamwork sucks because we don't like, they don't do teamwork quote unquote things just yeah, for the sake yeah. of doing teamwork things. They, they do their music and that's it. Like, yeah, yeah. they go and to they, work like, and then they go home. <laughs> and they were very like clear and open with each other about how they wanted to do things. And they made points and, fitting in time for each to do like solo stuff like those two years in between each of their releases was so that like solo work could happen or like if they wanted to go you know vacation or do a show or something yeah. like that they could and I think also kind of having that in help that dynamic too because it was very much like giving everybody what they needed and time away from this like job which it's not like a normal job where like when they have to do comeback stuff, they are like with each other for hours endlessly. Um, so like having those times to kind of be yourself and be your own person in between, I think also helped their longevity. Yeah. And then they would say, cause you know, always on shows like knowing bros, it's very, do you guys ever fight blah, blah. And they're like, no, cause you have to really be, intimate with someone in order to always mm -hmm. kind of have friction like that yeah no, like mm -hmm. not that we don't disagree about when we're talking about a concept or of course we have these discussions where we have different thoughts on things but we don't really fight because we don't have any need to fight yeah mm -hmm. and i was like that sounds like a super healthy way to be especially the age they were when they were debuting and like it, it's mm -hmm. very and maybe just because they were probably super the older ones being wiser, even when you're 25, 26, I'm not saying we're like yeah. super wise when we're that age. But, but, but we're not like 17 yeah. year olds. Yeah. yeah. Right. True. So so they've probably experienced enough of life at that point, like to where they've seen the ups and downs of mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So I, I found that all just very fascinating. And then like, I would see some articles about that knowing bros episode and people, Oh, the netizens were kind of upset that they said that's like, Funny pretty sure that their actual that fans have been aware that that's a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah they all know. Who gives a shit what the netizens <laughs> think? Netizens as a group worse. They're just, they're always wrong, so. Yeah. <laughs> who gives a shit? Because, like, I really respect that, that they, mm -hmm. and, that, and that they were straightforward about it, too. Nothing. Yeah. They mm. seem just very straightforward in general, like. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they do. They seem very cool girl to me, to the point yeah, where, like, they're, they're, they are. they're, they're, they're like, middle-aged women, like, they don't need to put up with this infantile well, bullshit, so I they just don't. Think they've always been that way, so mm -hmm. even if, like, maybe Abracadabra wasn't, like, their personal style, it never felt, you know how, like, some people, like, you see them do, like, a, a certain style in one and then you you see their interviews and you're like, oh my god, you're a completely different person. Yeah. To the point that it kind of like almost unnerves you. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, you had to do that big of a jump. Like, like AP. I think like realistically. Well, but like <laughs> yeah. in a way that like you felt like you're like, oh, is this should I be worried about like oh, what kind yeah. of thing you were? And mm -hmm. I don't I never felt that with yeah. brown eye girls. Like they were just mature enough to be that way. So like that was kind of them, even if it wasn't like so super chic mm -hmm. in a way. Oh, right. I find when you look at their, when you listen to their um, individual stuff, it's very different from Brown Eyed Girls, mm -hmm. but you can find the threads and you can yeah. pull and you're yeah. like, yep, that is some, uh huh, yep, yep. Like this is, you know, Guyan's solo stuff is very different, but 
yeah you absolutely. can see how it influences mm-hmm. the stuff they do as a group so it it feels like very much like one of those things where this is us together and then yeah. this is us apart mm-hmm. as opposed to this being something completely different yeah. that you know they must all be like crying at night why do we have to sing this terrible yeah. song like, <laughs> <laughs> well they've also got kind of that like i don't know it's I'm not saying this to like diss idols or like the way idols are, but it's almost like their whole creation and how they got into the industry and never felt that they were K-pop idols. It was just like people Mm -hmm. joining together for a group to become regular musicians. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that they are K-pop idols too. The way that they are created and the way that they did their training and stuff where they were doing like underground concerts and stuff, even that's like not, really what you hear about a lot in like regular k-pop idols mm-hmm. you'll do like the you know like street things and that sort of thing but they were doing like actual things and these are like things you would do like if you were forming a group in general and so i think yeah. that like also kind of plays into like the way that they handled themselves because it's just kind of like they never were k-pop idols in a way also probably the the timing of their group as well as far mm-hmm. as yeah. like yes absolutely the, though though the timing of their group did sync up with other groups that were more you know when an idol is being interviewed they act a certain way and things like that like mm-hmm. there already were those templates starting to happen at that point but it was still mm-hmm. earlier in it yeah to where I, I still think it was obvious that they were set apart even from a lot of the other groups that were around at the time mm-hmm. because of how they came together and stuff it seemed also, the timing of it, since they were earlier and yeah. things, it probably yeah. helped. Yeah, definitely. And then also, like, their age at debut. The fact that, you know, nobody was trying to, like, stuff them into cutesy, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. teenage looks and stuff. Probably just, like, all of those things yeah. came together to create that perfect storm of mm-hmm. brown-eyed girls. But even the fact that Gia was able to, like, have a say in picking yeah. the members and stuff, mm-hmm. like, even that's, like... I wonder yeah. if there's any other group that has actually been able to do that from square one. I'm trying to mm. think, and I don't... Like, I feel like maybe some had, like, some saying maybe they had already, like, gotten, like, most of the group and the company was like, we need to find this more. And they're like, yeah, like a- oh, I know that. Or mm, anything like that. But off the top like, of my head it doesn't unless like we count like one we as that right, right. and that's, like, that's yeah. since they're banned you know it's just yeah mm-hmm. and you know especially when you start subbing members for things so i mean i understand that but like from square one with a k-pop group like mm-hmm. when you're making mm-hmm. your group but also since they were r&b so yes. that's that's another thing as far as like they you know not showing their faces their group changed so much as far as what they were doing and mm-hmm. more choreography and stuff like that. Mm-mm. Props to them for sticking to it. Cause yeah. can you imagine starting off being like a group where you're just vocal, 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 and then, mm-hmm. then like, Wait, you're doing it. stuff like abracadabra. Now you gotta, <laughs> like, well, dance. Sorry. They, they definitely <laughs> talked about, it, and then we can kind of get into a, like a uh, kind of talking more about like their music videos and their kind of impact with their controversies and stuff. One of the things that I read uh, was they were, first worried about abracadabra because they were all very big on wanting to be a vocal group and they Mm -hmm. thought it was going to stray away so they're kind of like worried about it 
and also because they weren't like really dancers like most of them so like that was like a hard thing for them so i know that like that was kind of like a worry for them until abracadabra happened mm. and was like kind of released and i think they they got a little bit more comfortable with it because they saw that they had to change or they weren't going to mm. be making it yeah. so i think that was also i thought that was thing. that was one of the things in that interview that Miro did uh, Miro did uh the she was talking about abracadabra and how like before they put the edm beats in and stuff she was like it was kind of like a an indie like hippie song and i mm -hmm. really dug it and then they you know put all these beats <laughs> and i was like this is a totally different song but okay. <laughs> like i kind of missed the hippie version <laughs> <laughs> so i wanted to talk about like the style of their music videos um and kind of first like mention their faceless concept because mm. it's a little bit different in a way they in the beginning said that they wanted it to be uh more because they were focusing on the vocal side mm. of their group and they didn't want to be faceless however in an interview years later narsha admitted that during they had a, a brief period of time between the first and second album where they were taking a little bit of break she admitted that that's when she got plastic surgery and that's kind of basically where most of the girls got most of their plastic surgery and that was kind of what pushed them into doing kind of, you know, revealing their faces and that sort of thing. So that was kind of like part of the reason they were faceless because they weren't, I guess, idle looks. They weren't idle yeah. pretty yet. Yeah. But since then they've been like super vocal about being okay with the plastic surgery that mm. they've done. They actually were on Korean SNL. And they did a parody of Poker Face called yeah. Plastic Face that so was good. like super upfront about everything. And like, it's such a great song. And we'll have it like linked in like the playlist mm. that we'll do it. But what was really great about it, it kind of starts off with um, one of the members getting talked to by some guy who is like, oh, your face is fake. And like, it's like basically they're diss track to anybody who says that, but also they do this really great turn halfway through and be like, you're not talking about all the guys that have had plastic surgery. And they just list comedians and like entertainers yeah. <laughs> that have plastic surgery. And they're like, it's gonna, if I want it, it's my money. I can do what I want. It's yeah. free. I like went with my friend. It was fine. I did all this and I like, it's fine. And they even show a, like a picture of them pre-surgery too on this thing. And it's just like such a great music video of them just being like no it's it's fine i don't care that we, we did what we wanted did, and, and it was something that like personally for us it's what we wanted to do and thought that was like something we needed to do for this industry and it's it's just a really great kind of diss track to anybody who mm. is very opposed to like plastic surgery or wants to like downplay them in I any just, way i you know what it's it all stems back to just men wanting to control women and diss anything that women do yeah like absolutely. if you want to get plastic surgery get plastic surgery who gives i think as long shit? as like yeah. mentally you're okay because i don't want yeah. it like be an influence and you're not that, being like, at this point into it yeah you choose to do it yourself do whatever you want i'm just so grateful that like their ages that they debuted at as far as mm -hmm. like being mm -hmm. able to you know really make those decisions more informed decisions because they were older yes yeah yes. overall yeah. Well, and because yeah. can you imagine w if you were like 17 dealing with that type of thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, That's I think really we've talked about before about um, Su Hyun from Atmu that she 
was like 15 15 she was getting it constantly from like the yg execs that she needed to be prettier she needed plastic surgery and she had the confidence to say no i don't i don't Mm -hmm. i'm i'm Mm -hmm. like one of the most popular singers you have so like i will just yeah. Keep the face I got. It seems like people you know? don't really care what my face looks like. Yeah, they still enjoy my voice. And also, you know, probably helped that she had her brother there that she could, she felt some confidence. But yeah, like, and also they weren't asking her brother to get plastic surgery. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying he's a bad looking dude, but she's better looking than he is. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, priorities, yeah. Reggie, like, get it together. That interview you see with Jesse, where like one of the guys is like, and you know, like you've had a lot of plastic surgery kind of thing, and she's like, my boobs, yeah. She's like, I, yeah, I, I got paid my boobs then. Like, I paid for them. Mine. What of it? Like, I like them. You saw them, so you like yeah, them. Get over I it. I see you staring. I yeah. see you're bringing it up. <laughs> they were a success. Like, and I'm not saying for a fact that Nega Network didn't say anything they, to them because right. they they could have, but I think the fact that they like debuted them without it is a very keen thing and it, mm. and like there is something to be said about like the just entertainment in general being a pressure like even yeah. if it's not like their thing but uh they do kind of keep up with the faceless image almost in a lot of their stuff because they Mm. do have like music videos after that fact where they're not in it at all so it's not like a very much of a concern um also the group is as i said they don't do choreo (laughs) like (laughs) they're not very good guy's like the person who's very good at dancing in it but there's like a weekly idol (laughs) where she's talking about it's it's so so funny funny. she's talking about how they they had the the dance for abracadabra was like completely different but they had to change it because like gs sucks at any dancing (laughs) whatsoever (laughs) and like she just like tries to do what the like dance and she's just terrible at it (laughs) so like she tries that's what matters right they have some dancing in their stuff but no like abracadabra is basically like yeah they're they're not like a choreo they're not a choreo group at all Um, but they also do this really cool thing with their um music videos back in them being very female centric and very Mm -hmm. female empowered uh where they almost so in the music videos where they're in they kind of tend to be like take a, a like a side story for letting the person who's like the main character be the main person mm-hmm. that you look at at the music video but also they specifically place themselves in what would be the male dominated yeah. role and so they are the ones dominating everything and it's it's really cool to see that that like they're kind of like push into that and be like no mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do we are the like people who are like directing everything in it and that's that's in, like it's interesting because it even happens in abracadabra um because of the way that they the you know music video is very kind of getting even with this like guy who's cheating on them and not being faithful to them and kind of taking back that and it's the the styling of the male dancers in that video i was losing it i was like "Ooh, peak 2000s peak (laughs) 2000s we got we got the gelled hair we got the sunglasses love it 
So there was a 2009 interview uh, with Huang, the director, and she said she wanted to express the feelings of the subject in the song going back and forth between reason and emotion in a modern and fashionable choreography, since the main theme is a curse and blind love, because I think originally mm -hmm. that was called Voodoo Doll or something like that. Uh, so she divided the video into two settings, performing scenes of the band and narrative drama scenes. The former are in a white background and toned down saturation to prevent other narrative stories from conflicting with the latter and to represent an infinite space. Yeah. And it really does have that kind of stark difference when they're like dancing yeah. and when they're not. And it really like adds to the, and I think some of that also carries into other members' music videos, uh, like Gun's Fuck You uh, music well, I, video is wild, wild but video. in its essence, it's a story about a woman who is being abused. It's actually mm -hmm. abused by her partner who's supposed to love her mm -hmm. and who they had a connection of love beforehand and the relationship devolving and her taking back the narrative and taking back the power, ultimately killing him. But like, mm -hmm. you know, like <laughs> a little bit of little light murder. Don't worry yeah, about it. A little it. bit of light murder whatsoever. <laughs> but like that, like, again, having the brown eyed girls, wherever they are, they are the, in the dominated thing. Cause mm -hmm. that would normally be, the male dominated yeah. role but they did a like a reverse on it even though it did cause the controversies and people were very upset by it listen people are always upset by anything so mm -hmm. just do whatever you want man like <laughs> Jesus. like people are gonna be upset no matter what you do mm -hmm. like if they hadn't have done that, they'd have been like, oh, like, their things are too tame. And then if they're, you know, wild, it's like, oh, you think you're too wild. Like, fuck you. Just do whatever you want. In general, would it be safe to say that they are the girl group with the edgiest music videos, though? Comparatively? Yeah. I would, like, as a I whole? I think so. I think I so. Think, like, there are a couple of other ones that might, well, I'm thinking of one in particular, but that one is more sexual edgy and it was and the girls were very uncomfortable with seller mm -hmm. yeah 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 mm -hmm. so like this color. is the most to me the most edgy and empowered like mm -hmm. not yeah. you know like edgy at their own choice like yeah. it, their it, own it, put, it puts me in the mind i mean miss a is you know similar ish sometimes and then mm -hmm. like yeah. sun me and hyena level Mm -hmm. a little yes. bit but it's this, even this, more this goes, so like, I feel like this goes above that like yeah yeah you know. I mean like I would definitely say if you're looking for uh comparatively a music tone Miss A would be your best mm -hmm. like kind of link mm -hmm. but yeah they do it in a way that is like more it's their empowered and darker than it is like the male is yeah it's, it's the a, one doing it these are very not male gazy Thing. Yeah. It's well, like even nice. when you think when we talk about like warm hole, where it's literally them talking about being pleasured, yeah. and it's about them receiving it. It's not about the the guy receiving it at all. Like it's about them, and they take the narrative and they're like, "No, we're not going to talk about you. I'm the one." Like I had this. a good time. Thank yeah. you for we're, your so participation in my good time. <laughs> and, and like even with that like music video, where if you look at it visually, it has the you know the we know the Playboy Bunny like association, but they're all in pastels and it's very bright and it's very poppy and it's very mm -hmm. like, like almost sweet in it's like, you know, beats and like everything's very like bright and happy and like still they're able to kind of take it into their own mm. empowering, like 
not dark, but like different mature yeah. day space. And it's not done in a way that just they're just doing it to like do it. <laughs> Look at us. We're cool and edgy, you know? It's like right. them we're not like being that. They were, they were being we're not like other girl groups. groups. We're the cool girl groups. <laughs> but it's like, it's not like they're lying about things, you know? It's just yeah. like, that's how all females are like. Just, yeah. we are yeah. not, we're stifled by the male society, like, mm. making us not be that way. But when you throw, you know, pluck that out, they, okay, you, can do what you got do. that. Listen, ladies, do what you want. Do what yeah. you want. I gotta say, I love the music video for Wonder Woman too. I was like, oh my gosh, oh drag queens! Oh, yes! when that like premiered, I was so happy. I remember yes. like sitting in the clean room watching, and I was like, oh my god, this is so good. It's so pretty too. Oh, like, gorgeous! The pet decoration on it is just the costumes fantastic. are incredible. the The amount of drag queens they found for this music video is staggering and all the flowers and it's oh, very like, and the stunning themed. costumes too oh. like, for everybody chef's kiss yeah chef's kiss just absolutely stunning a plus a plus a yeah. plus <laughs> i really like, enjoyed it too. yeah the, um the kill bill one mm-hmm. i, I love that one. Like, <laughs> it's great like it, it just i don't know it's again it's colorful mm-hmm. it's a little edgy it's weird. And they like, there's it, there's weird yeah. stuff going on, but like, you know, everybody dies and then they're alive and then they all die again. Like they just keep killing each yeah. other and it's Yeah, and that's right. another one of the songs like, lovely murder, you know. Where like the the music video might be a little bit more like fun and comedic, but the actual lyrics of the song are mm-hmm. about them taking charge and yeah. them being the ones to win this and so it's just so the, great when they do that. I, I guess love it the so BDA much. do crime energy. Of yeah, no, yeah, basically their, their whole yeah. bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, BDA do crime. They're just like, yeah. that's, that's what we're gonna. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Here you go. <laughs> approved. Yeah, <laughs> like, enjoy. And that's to where, like, so abracadabra. A lot of their songs never get dated, like the music videos mm-hmm. and stuff, because of. That never gets old. Like yeah. mm-hmm. female yeah. empowerment is never gonna get old. Doesn't matter what outfit they were wearing, like mm-hmm. the yeah. lyrics and everything is always gonna ring true. So, like, even now amongst whatever landscape in South Korea, mm-hmm. like blaring brown-eyed girls would be like, great, like always fitting. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always a good idea to play brown-eyed girls. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I know we say this for many other k-pop groups but really there is a song for every mood or mm-hmm. the yeah, type yeah. of music that you like so like if you like the dance edm like that yeah. type of thought they, they have that. that they definitely have the r&b covered like especially when you go into vocals. like the solo oh my beautiful gosh. balance they got yeah you. got you some beautiful balance yeah. you like ost style stuff like- they got you Miro, if you really like rap and hip hop, you're that's who you're gonna go to. Especially, she does a lot of stuff with like other hip hop artists and stuff. Gun, like her, she's really big on concepts mm-hmm. with her albums, yeah. and so like you like Step Two Four is very musically driven in the time signature Two Four, and it's like really great and fun. But then she has like a, a carnival one where it's like mm-hmm. very carnivaly, and like there's one that's kind of like more like. I don't know, fairy, like, spirity. Yeah. Like, I like, like, I like that she likes to play around with Yeah, she really, style. like, gets in there and, like, changes it up, which is, mm. it's really fun to hear. And do you dig experimental fashion? 
Oh, Narsha is your boy. chicken. Yes. Were you like sitting there going, man, I really miss the two anyone days where they would yeah. just wear just the Anything. wildest shit. Oh, brown eye girls got you, baby. Yeah. Brown eye girls got you. <laughs> the wig game on this group. Wild. <laughs> and they, they've got all like a whole gamut of style. Like you got Narsha being like, I'm going to wear the sexiest shit because I look good and I feel good. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to wear sexy sexy stuff like my husband said it looked good so I think all y'all will enjoy it and then you know you've got more modest stuff that's just sort of like you know high art high fashion concept mm -hmm. weird structural thing they got it all baby they got yeah. it all the wigs though oh the wigs the yes. wigs their style is great <laughs> well and even support of the LGBTQ community and stuff yes Brian seems yeah. very hooked up to that and absolutely stuff. Yeah, did I they, misread this or did one of them perform at the Pride Parade? Was it? I think Gaian did. Gaian, yeah. If it wasn't the parade, it was like an, it was an associated. Yeah. yeah. They're very much in. I mean, like you see that in Wonder yeah, Woman too. Listen, yeah. You're not going to make an entire music video <laughs> featuring a plethora of beautiful drag queens if you hate gay people. Like, yeah, that especially. Would just, <laughs> that would literally be an insane thing to do. Especially when they're like, you know, doing them. It's like. Not really be the most unhinged thing. It's you pretty could obvious do. by the time, like how they all like kind of go in and out of companies and mm -hmm. stuff like that. That like there's never a problem with like being suckered into like a company and yeah. like mm -hmm. losing their group. They they're just yeah. like okay, we're just gonna go here. They're like okay, like I'm sure I'm sure they're like listen, I will join your company, <laughs> but you're not gonna mess. Yeah, with the thing I still I got have going to do on, this okay? like every I once in a deal while with these ladies. Yeah, <laughs> and I like how honest, like when uh, on the Knowing Brothers episode with Narsha is just like, yeah, I was at your company, didn't really like it. He wasn't a dude, <laughs> so I moved to this company, mm, wasn't that good? Wasn't anything <laughs> like just so she's like, mm, yeah, it was yeah. just like mm, whatever. Still looking for like the perfect <laughs> company, like yelling shit, like mm, love that energy. Oh, I wanted <laughs> to energy. mention about music videos, like so they have a couple of times where they, I always, I like storylines to where. Mm -hmm. Not just within the music video, but then they carry it through to the next music video. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it kind of, the end becomes the start of, so like that happened with uh, Wormhole. So like the beginning of it linked back to Brave New World, like mm -hmm. the costuming mm -hmm. and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and they then did I, it with the newest one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved the, yeah, I loved the, those two, the, the concepts and stuff and how they went back with the solo. And they kind of almost that. did it, like, not really, but, like, it was almost there. Uh, so right before that, Gia did a solo EP, I think, and it was had her title Dear Rude in it, which mm -hmm. the whole mm -hmm. music video is, like, she's becoming, like, a vampire zombie queen. Um, <laughs> that's basically Which is awesome, is. by the it's way. It's all in black and white. <laughs> not for the faint of heart. me in any <laughs> yeah. like, capacity on social media whatsoever that is my icon. Literally, literally my icon. The part when she actually kind of becomes that queen, the crown and everything that she's wearing and like the, the bouquet and stuff kind of call to the Wonder Woman mm -hmm. like mm. stuff too. So it's like, it's got they that kind of get that. there. Yeah, little, little callbacks in there. You know? That probably comes partially f with having those close connections with their, mm -hmm. like, you know, using the same directors and yeah. stuff like yeah. that across the board. Yeah, and they're so well known 
that they have so many like ins connections like, yeah. yeah connections i mean like obviously they have like jy park is jy park jyp is they knows everybody like worked with god and stuff like that iu has worked with them also mm-hmm. because they share you know a lot of the same teams i mean like even gia did a song with iu and um, one of the girls from Mamamoo recently for Greedy. Like, they, they're they known and they collab with a lot of people. So yeah. they just kind of generally all can they're flow. They're out there working, man. In they're, between, uh-huh. yeah. They're working, getting their name out there. And which means they're good to work with. So, yes. like, yeah. even though we don't yeah. know these people personally, yeah. based on people keeping logic. their connections and yes. continuing to work with them for yes. years and years... Mm-hmm. And IU likes them so there. So there. Yeah. So there. Um, it's like when so. you see that, like, someone has had the same manager mm-hmm. for, like, 15 like, years, even though they've moved companies. You're like, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Got it. So I will say briefly that they haven't had a lot of controversies if you don't include their music videos, because those are kind of always, like, controversial and whatever. Just music videos. But, yeah. But, like, they're really only controversy is gone has had some drug issues we didn't mention this but in the fuck you music video uh the person that she's with her abusive like partner was uh, juji hoon mm-hmm. we all know because of Get kingdom, kingdom. And, yep. and they actually ended up dating and so if you know him he's had some issues had with drug drugs issues, as well yeah. and so that's like really kind of the only scandal that they have had in their like entire mm-hmm. career besides like netizens pretending like they're bullying each other when they're not like it really like they have been kind of just chill and get it together netizens we're tired of your nonsense annoying bros they brought up one of the rumors like yeah so and so is coming out of the bathroom and it looked like you hit her in the face they're both like uh that didn't (laughs) work at all you're like did did i I?" was i like passed out (laughs) sleepwalking what's going on and even it's like they'll have like these, God, this is one moment that I was laughing at. They had these little like uh, behind the scenes videos series or whatever. And they were talking about like fan interactions. And Gia was like, Yeah, one time like a fan was like, Oh, Gia, your 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 eyeliner is so pretty. What is it? So I threw it to them and said, It's this one, you can have it. <laughs> I think it was Muriel was like, Yeah, except that that was my eyeliner. <laughs> 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 She is so funny because she does this thing where, like, she's like, I love all fans. And, like, you you can see you can there's tell. tons of, like, uh, mm-hmm. videos, like, on Instagram, like, just random things where they'll personally talk to people. They, like, stop mm-hmm. and talk if you were, like, on the same, like, bus line as them. They'll, like, you yeah. know, talk to you. And they're very great with their fans. But Chia especially is really into when, like, younger kids like her because she it makes her feel young. And so there was, like, this one time where, like, a little kid said that he liked her. And so she gave him money for ice cream. Oh. <laughs> I, it was Gia who was on the ODG yeah. one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and her with the kids and the, so and the, I mean, the little, the two that the are here matchy. And oh they're like, they're so, cute. So, cute. so cute. And he's so into it and stuff. Yeah. And she, he was like, I really, like, he, I don't know what he said, but it was something like, I think you're just wonderful. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like the there was the one slightly older girl who was sort of like she was like oh you were famous like do you know BTS and she's like 
She's like, I met them, you know, like, okay. But then you saw this kid's face just change when Gia sang her song, and she just was done, and the girl was just like almost dumbstruck, and it was Mm -hmm. like those sounds came out of you, and you're amazing. Like this was amazing, and she was like cool like it it was just such a great Mm -hmm. moment like I was even like tearing up a little bit it was kind of like the kid came into it going yeah you know old lady some old ladies Mm -hmm. and then it was just like oh this this is what you can be when you're an old woman like you know not that she's old but like that you saw that moment where this girl sort of went oh okay like this I could do this like Mm -hmm. not maybe this but like I can still be something yeah. when I'm older. And yeah, and Gia just seemed to really take that in too. It was good. It's yeah. a it's a cute little I enjoyed that one. Yeah. And and how Gia likes like taking pictures of her fans. Of, so not even fans. Written, mm-hmm. like like a group of fans. Yes. I, I, yeah. I need your picture now. Like love that. Yeah. It was on some fan boards or, or some comments and stuff and they were talking about so they have a couple of them have YouTube channels, Twitch channels. They're um the group has like an Instagram and a Twitter and they said that like even to this day they're very active on them with like mm-hmm. responding to like their fans so it's not just like a you know a dump of like here's the promo and stuff they actually like respond to the fans which is like one of the like things that everybody really liked about being in the fandom because it was like they may not have like said anything for like a year because they were doing stuff and then a come back and then like they talk again and it's like having your old friend come back every yeah, once like in a while trip or something yeah. yeah and it was very like they found it really nice and comforting because it wasn't like hmm. any sort of like thing they ever saw with any of the other idols because mm. they were very like it was more like a a real relationship as opposed to someone being nice to them because it's a customer service type thing you yeah. know right. which is not right. inherently bad but like it's like more of a, a connection when it's you know, I like that when you see with like the the singers or the actors or something. Like some of them have Instagrams that they're just using their Instagram like normal people use mm-hmm. their yeah. Instagram, and that I always love that. It's like they show you their hobbies, and this is the food I made for dinner, and yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, I love it. I love it when they're just real, and it's not just all like posed shots. Like, or, show me your dog. You know, show me your dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then also the way they kind of do the every two year comeback or whatever, it definitely they get they've gotten to have a better work life balance mm-hmm. over all these years than so many idols yeah. get to. Yeah, because well, think about if they were doing it for this long and it was like consistently only being in their group and not being able to do like things like work with other artists and do your own songs mm-hmm. or you know do variety shows that you want to like that would be hard mm-hmm. or like try to do variety shows while you're doing a comeback I know some of the times it may happen but it's right. not like their intention I think that really helps with the stress I don't know we don't see that they get burned out that often in idol land but you kind of get the perspective that maybe that's there's a lot of groups that like announce that they're disbanding or mm-hmm. no we're not going to renew mm-hmm. our contracts and we're just walking away and you know that it has to be because they've just been pushing so yeah. much out and there's just much. none now yeah. and I think that balance is nice so favorite songs do you have any yes yes as a group 
I really loved uh, the song Sixth Sense quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But we're talking B-sides. Hot Shot was, there's yes. just something, just something about the vibe mm-hmm. of that, that little, there's just something. Yeah. I liked it. But I have a triple tie for my favorite music video. Because cool. that was different than the song. Because, like, the aesthetics really speak to me. So, my triple tie is between Brave New World, because the aesthetics of that video yeah. were on point. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman, because mm-hmm. tracks like, hello. <laughs> uh, and Abandoned, because, hello, mm-hmm. horror vampires, come on. You gotta love that shit. Great. Just great stuff. I loved the song Abandoned a lot, too. I love, love the music video, but the song... It was just beautiful. Um, and then, of course, Wonder Woman. Just loved yeah. it. Music video. And we already said Brave New World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love um, Invitation. I just, mm-hmm. that song, just every time it comes on, I'm like, that's the one. I, I love it. Um, but I really like the uh, the sound of, um, oh, I can't remember which album it is, but uh, the Swing It Shorty intro. or um, Yeah. Swing It Shorty intro from one of the albums, and I can't remember. And I, if I click on it right now, it's going to start playing. <laughs> but um, it's just got like a, a fun kind of like swing vibe to it. And it's, it, yeah. it, it just shows some of their variety mm-hmm. in that. And then, yeah, like I like a bunch of like Guyan and Miro's, yeah. like their yeah. stuff, their collabs. They've got. You know, stuff yeah, I with really love Jay Park, and you know, it's I re- I really great. loved uh, Mirio and uh, Giant Pink's duet. Oh Rock yeah, that was yeah, sick. So, so good. The she was collabing with has such a unique voice. Yeah, so they uh, like worked on uh, they were on the one of the rap competitions mm-hmm. that she did. It's the one that she was a contestant on. They were on the like t- on together, mm-hmm. and that, so that's just, how they got like their voices together. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really liked it too. Yeah. I don't think I had heard her before. Neither had I. So I was like, but, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Besides, I like Wave a lot. Mm. Mm. So for me, if we're going for title songs, probably I Sign is so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I like Cleansing Cream. I think the most. I will say that, like in having like had to like listen to all their music and listen to it again. I actually like listened to their first album, which I had never done before mm. and hold the line, which was their second single that they did. I really love, it's such a fun song. It's it just is. like, yeah, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. like makes you want to bop and like, I just, I really enjoyed it. And that first album is phenomenal. I loved every song on that album. No I wish they, they, no yeah, skips. it was no skips there. Brown eyed girls, R and B it's like Jesse, like, fully mm-hmm. um but in like i do love in like terms of like looks and stuff i think cleansing cream is like interesting because i like the story is very interesting mm-hmm. what they did with it but wonder woman visually is my favorite in visuals but like a lot of the b-sides like why all things breakup letter candy man really good mm-hmm. dear root is one of my favorite TS oh, songs so of good. all time it's so good and then i said rock paper scissors but uh, Tinkerbell, it Gaian's uh-huh. Tinkerbell is really good too, and also mm-hmm. her carnival. That carnival, carnival was, yeah, and, and the music video too was gorgeous. Yeah, I, I won't even look at my list. I made a list of like all my like top too songs many. of too like running. It's like I don't know. There's probably I, it was 
three Whenever hours we do of one of these, I like I go through the whole playlist and I like put it all into a playlist, right? Like mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. I like goes into the playlist. And I was just everything was going into the playlist. <laughs> yeah, like, no, this it's is not helpful. Hard. It's like, not narrowing Jesse, you down. Have to actually narrow it down. I just put everything in it. Yeah. Well, and I really enjoy a lot of gotten solo work. Yes. Whereas like Fuck You is a great song. It's such a good song. song. It's such a good song. And the lyrics, like, really, I implore you, if you're watching that video, to have it with the lyrics on. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, so much more of an experience. And I was reading stuff about that. When it first came out, I think a lot of people just didn't understand the concept of what was going on. And so they just kind of take it, like, a like face value never looked into it but for me it clearly like it's about like this abusive relationship of someone you actually love like that was like what you could see from it but it's just like when you actually read the lyrics of it it's Mm -hmm. it's so much more impactful it's not just like a song that like is just a little bit more heightened and like you know there's this like yeah tumultuous like relationship it's it's really deep that having the lyrics up which almost all of their music videos have the English subtitles. Yep. So don't worry about that. It's definitely there. In, in recent I, years. Yeah. I also recommend keeping the uh, subtitles on for Wormhole for all the deep, <laughs> yeah. for all the deep meaning you're going to find in that one. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm kidding. That song's about sex, okay? But That's all you like, need to know. <laughs> if anyone... If anyone hasn't checked out Wormhole yet, but you like it's a bomb. Nobody by Wonder Girls. Yeah. Yeah, no, they have totally like that. <laughs> it's uh maybe it's the not raunchy, the raunchy version of public. <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe not in public. <laughs> because like the English lyrics are also are as very, yeah, yeah. This is not a song of subtlety, okay? <laughs> I have to say, I just I wish the song was called Fire in the Hole. Warm hole to me, it gives me it that sounds... same ick as like moist. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, I'm just like, could you just call it something else? Like, it's just, I don't know why. <laughs> I like, keep everything about it it's the same. Just no. the title's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I also really liked Guyan's Truth or Dare music mm. video mm-hmm. because they had like these interviews or quote-unquote interviews with like people she would work with including IU and then like yeah so they kind of would like lie about you know their They're perceptions like, of her crazy right <laughs> crazy I tell you but then at, the, at the end after like the music part of the music video and she was just talking like herself and the things that she would say like pretty much I go out my door and I'm already acting like mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not really myself then I am already acting like something so just living isn't that all acting like i wrote that Mm -hmm. down and i just thought it was really it was just impactful stuff that she was saying and then definitely Mm -hmm. from an idol perspective there's a lot of music they've got Mm -hmm. a lot lot. they've got a lot oh they've got a lot and a lovely playlist of their music videos will be linked on the post that has this episode on it Mm -hmm. on certifiednunas.com where we have all of our episodes with links to everything. And we'll so. have a Spotify playlist as well with a, some of our favorites. Yeah. Spotify yeah. playlist. Which and we have narrowed down as we were talking. We actually <laughs> yes. yeah, there's only we like maybe 20 songs on that list. That's a nice walk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but yeah. man, you can 
you could put on brown eyed girls and just hit randomizer and like you're gonna have a good time yeah absolutely for sure vocals are beautiful like just mm-hmm. like really good mm-hmm. so we hope you give brown eyed girls a chance if you haven't already because they've been around forever and it looks like they'll probably be around for a while to come so you enjoyed that anyway we hope you enjoyed also listening to our podcast which is found wherever podcasts can be found but as i said you're gonna have to go to certifiednews.com or home on the web to get links to all these playlists and all this good stuff that we keep talking about also we are starting to do more stuff on our youtube that's right so we've been doing live streams and putting up little excerpts from those as well. And we love doing them and they're super fun. Mm-hmm. And we love all the people who come and have a good time with us. So we're going to try to do more of those. So go to our YouTube channel and click that little like, subscribe. You know that, listen, you've watched a YouTube yeah, video Yeah, subscribe before. to us, please. Please subscribe to us because we're going to be doing, press that little <laughs> notification bell. We're going to be doing more stuff over there as the year goes on. So we hope that you enjoy and participate and have a good time with us over there as well. Another place we have a lot of fun is our Discord. We have a free Discord that anyone can join to come talk about all things Asian entertainment. Uh, We talk about all sorts of nonsense over there. Uh, And if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash certified newness to become part of the Patreon found family, our certified found family, which is our family on the web that keeps the lights on in this little podcast that's been going for over three years now, which is bizarre to think about look at us um, so we it's, it's really weird are we the longest running podcast without member changes <laughs> oh, hey, we're oh, not maybe. we're not but we're, not. <laughs> we're kidding one day maybe but uh we're kidding we're kidding uh so we love all of our found family they're great we have little movie nights we put little extras up there um things that get cut out of the webs uh, things that cut out of the episodes when we do special episodes they go up there first before everyone else gets to listen to so it's all good fun over on the patreon we're also on social media certified nuna's all one word is the way to find us but we're mostly on instagram and twitter those are the easiest places to find us anyway we hope you have a fantastic week you wash your hands wear a mask keep taking care of yourself you know we're still in the middle of a panorama so act accordingly the case Okay, yeah, they're not, it's not solved, okay? All you have to know. Listen, it's if you're in this solved. denial that the pandemic is solved, just go on Soompi and scroll and see how many K-pop idols are currently in quarantine for COVID, okay? Let's yeah. not play these games. Wear your mask, wash your hands, be a good be a good person, take care <laughs> of your, you know, communities. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's not that's enough for mole immunocompromised Natalia over here uh, <laughs> giving giving you the business. We hope you have a fantastic week, and you keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Bye. Bye.